Over the past few episodes, I've kind of been taunting our listeners with the fact that uh, I've been playing and we might review Zelda. Yes, that's right. You have been taunting them. And today you came around early and we played some Zelda. I did, yeah. And you've watched me play and you've had a bit of a go yourself. Yeah, had a go. So, yep, now we are going to end it today. Yep. And not review Zelda. Perfect. Hello, all you lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode... Oh, God, what episode is it, DC? <laughs> episode 33? 33? 34? 34? What is it? Tell me, quickly. I, I can't talk until you introduce me. Shut up. Just tell me what episode it is. Episode 33 of Game Life Balance Australia. I am your effervescent host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined, as always, by Olympic gold medal taekwondo champion and... Winner of the 2017 Nobel Prize for being handsome, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. Now, you wouldn't think that those two things are related, mm-hmm. but the trick to winning mm-hmm. okay, a gold medal in Taekwondo yes. is bring a gun. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so they aren't related. Like, <laughs> So you, uh, you were, you'd be right if you thought they weren't related. No, no, no. No, because what you do mm-hmm. is you shoot the guy and win the gold medal. Okay. Well, you can even pistol whip him, you know? I mean, <laughs> you don't have to necessarily shoot him. No, I mean, it's, it's more sporting to pistol whip him, to yeah. be honest. I think it gives him, it's a more fair fight, I suppose. And then after you get the gold medal, mm-hmm. you can, like, swing it around your head mm-hmm. and go to Sweden mm-hmm. and then beat the judges <laughs> when you just of shoot- the Nobel Prize with the gold medal yeah. and the gun. Because, you see, in a Taekwondo match, there's only, like, one other guy against you, mm-hmm. but, like, there are several... Judges to the Nobel Prize, yeah. and they might come at you, come at you at once. Yeah, you might run out of bullets. Yeah, so you got to keep swinging that gold medal. <laughs> That's right. So, so you've y- been medalized. Damn it. Yeah, so I the- need to work on that that pun. I'm trying to figure out. So the way that you won the Nobel Prize for being handsome, yeah, which is a real thing, by the way. Uh, well, uh, they had to create that category yeah. just for me right. at gunpoint right. and gold medal point. So you didn't so much win. I did win. It was fair and square. You more. M- Forced people at gunpoint to make up a phony <laughs> award that you- I have the I have the like the the the, the, the prize itself yeah. sitting on my mantle, which says the most handsomest handsome to oh god please don't shoot us. Sure, yeah, no, I, I can see. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, and let me tell you, it's magnificent. It is. Yeah. It is really, really magnificent. Yeah, very, very shiny. Uh, you may have noticed that they also need more judges mm. uh, for unrelated reasons of gunshot wounds to the. Um, <laughs> Torso. We might put a job out at the end of this episode. For <laughs> I volunteered. They're recruiting. And, uh, you know. Hey. How, do you, how do you get on the board for that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you just have to know a lot about, about handsomeness. I'm pretty, I'm pretty handsome. I know a lot because I look, in the, I look in the mirror every single morning and I go, Whoa! What did I eat last night? No, hang on. <laughs> yep. All right, so yeah. so that's from a- from one handsome character to another. Mm. Our featured game for this week is uh, teenage. Wait, that's a really bad segue. Teenage <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Very good. Mm. Leonardo is a handsome, handsome man. Okay. Turtle, a, ma- a main turtle. Are they men? Are they turtles that are men or men that are turtles? You know what bugged me about the turtles is that they're teenagers, right? Mm. But they don't have acne. 
Yes. But they live in the sewers. They don't really have any of the issues that teenagers have to deal with. They don't yeah. go to school. Yeah. They don't have acne. Yeah. They're they awesome ninja fighters. I wasn't an awesome ninja fighter mm. when I was in high school. Definitely not. <laughs> and um, they don't really have, like, girl troubles, really. I mean, there's April, but I wouldn't really call her a girlfriend. She's more like... She's trouble. She's certainly trouble. She's... <laughs> I don't know what she is. She's just like a, you know... An associate. Yeah, she hangs out with them, you know. She's one of the lads. Um, <laughs> but This went somewhere very strange, very fast. We are going to review Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. So, tell me a bit about this incredibly popular game. Yeah, so uh, the Ninja Turtles arcade game was released in 1989. Um... And, you know, yeah, it was a very popular game uh, for its time. I think it came out a couple of years after the um, the cartoon came out, at least in the US. We have to wait a couple of years out here for it. Yeah, I think it originally started in 88 or 87 in... 87, I think, in the US. Mm. And then the game came out in 89. So it had had time to build up some hype around it. And um, I think it's fair to say that the arcade game was very well received amongst the fans of the show. Um, I think 89, 1991 was like, was kind of peak Turtle Mania for us. Yes, definitely. Uh, I remember like there was one day at school where I'd never heard of the Turtles before. Mm. And then there was another day where suddenly it seemed like everyone was talking about Ninja Turtles. And I was like, what is this? What what, what are you talking about? And yeah. they like, just go home and turn on this channel at this time. And, you know, I did that. Magic happens. Yeah. And, you know, I, I never looked back. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was, to be fair, it was pretty, we were in the exact right age group. Yes. So it, people slightly younger than us, I think, um, were probably in in the right age group for something, say, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, we this were too old for that. Our version of that. Like, we, we were just at the, you know, kind of 10, 11. Ninjas were cool. Fighting was cool. Mm. Uh, Turtles became cool because of... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. And it was just an... It was an awesome cartoon when mm. you were a kid. You know, it, it wasn't like stupid Captain Planet or anything. They were fighting. Yes. They were ninjas. They had weapons. They had swords and... and there were no lessons at the end. Yeah. Well, maybe there were. I don't know. I think Donatello was trying to try to teach us things, but... No, I don't, I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't learn nothing. Coffee is great and pizza is really good as well. And just eat a lot of pizza and drink a lot of coffee. Yep. Instead of what I took from, from the show. <laughs> Uh, Did they drink a lot of and coffee? I, and I lived... I, that's how I live my life today, so... <laughs> um, I think Donatello was really into coffee. There was some weird subplot where he was really, really into coffee. I don't I don't remember that. Yeah. But, you know, it has been a while uh, since, I've, since I've watched it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about too much about this cartoon because I'm not an expert. I enjoyed it a lot as a kid. Yeah, me too. Uh, but uh, this game came out and, and I, I remember enjoying it a lot when I was a kid as well. But before we get too deep into our memories and experiences of the game... Um, AC, why don't you tell the listeners what this game actually is? Like, what kind of a game is it? Okay, the game itself is, of course, based off the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. The original cabinet... Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, there were two types of cabinets, I think yeah. it's fair to say. There is a two-player cabinet where you can select whichever turtle you want. And yeah. there are four turtles, Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. Yes. And, of course, mm-hmm. uh, you can actually... Uh, Choose which one you want to be, but on the four-player one, yes. they had four color-coded joysticks. Yeah, which you chose which one you wanted to be. Yeah, that's right. And that cabinet was magnificent. Yes, it was a big, bulking, like massive thing that you, you know, you probably needed at least five people to move. Yeah, it was very eye-catching at the time, and it was impressive because not a lot of games. I mean, I don't, I can't say for sure, but not a lot of games were four-player back then. I think that was rare. Uh, and so it, it definitely stood out from the crowd to see 
oh wow, you know, four, we can get four mates together and, and we can play this game all at once. Yeah. That was kind of a cool prospect. I don't think I ever actually did that. I think it was generally me and my brother or me and one other friend playing it. But I think you, you and know. I did play it at the bowling alley. Yeah. But I think I did play it four plays, but there were always two people I didn't know. Mm. Because I think it was a lot easier to beat the game with four people. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Because I don't think that the game like scaled up the number of enemies depending on how many I don't think so, no. People. Yeah, I, I want to say that it was pretty much just the stock standard no matter what. So uh, it is a beat em up. Yes. It is, uh, you go right to left. Uh, yeah. You know, there are different platforms you can jump upon. There are vehicle levels where you're on a skateboard yeah. or a hoverboard of some description. But basically, yeah, you're scrolling from from right, sorry, from left to right. Yep. And you're beating up enemies. Yeah. Um, now, i got to say at this point, mm. the enemy variety uh, isn't what I'd call magnificent no. by any stretch of the imagination. However, <laughs> it is very, very faithful to the cartoon. Yeah. Especially the first two seasons, possibly only the first season, mm. but uh, the you have foot soldiers, yeah, and they come in a variety of colours. That's right, yes, all the colours of the bow, uh, and I think that colour coding sort of tells you a little bit about what kind of weapons they yeah, carry, how and- strong they are. You know, yeah. some have spears, some have like carry bombs above their heads, like nineteen yes. fifties style like bombs a- with faces on them. Yeah, yeah, it's quite comical actually. Um, some of them have uh, like sledgehammers and um, like some of them throw ninja stars and, or dynamite at you. Yeah. Um, it's kind of similar, really. Like it's funny we we did Double Dragon last last uh, episode because this game is very very similar. It's that it's that kind of a game. Basically. Yeah, it's a beat 'em up. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of the things that Double Dragon did, this game does as well. Yeah, um, with that with that really better. beautiful. Um, like you know, coat of paint that that Ninja Turtles aesthetic. Yeah, and I think that's what really appealed to me ab- about the game as a kid was that it looks a heck of a lot like the um the cartoon. The graphics are quite good. The sprites are quite large, um, and there's a lot of anime. There's a lot of frames of animation, so it looks it looks quite good when you're um you know beating dudes up. Um, mm. Now, there are only two buttons. Mm. There is an attack button and a jump button. Yeah. And there's not a lot of variety in the moves you can make. Unlike no. Double Dragon, where you can actually kind of do combinations. You, you can jump and attack, and you can attack from behind in different areas. Mm. But, you know, there's not too many combinations which you can really get out of those two buttons. Yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean, you, the, the only other thing is that you can hit both at the same time and do a special attack. And you can do, like, a jump kick. There's a few combos. Yeah, it's kind it's- of like a... Yeah, yeah, it's just like kind of like a half spin or something like that. Yeah, it's not it's not a particularly complex um, game mechanically, no. uh, and I don't think it was meant to be because no. they were aiming for the market at the time, which was kind of you know nine, ten, eleven year olds who yeah. probably didn't have a lot of money. Mm. Uh, so the levels are actually quite short, and there is a narrative mm. as well. So I'll just go through the rest of the enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also uh, you fight uh, aside from the the, f- the foot soldiers. Yeah, uh, there are mouses. Yeah. There are the little tentacle robots. Yeah, what are those things? I don't know what I'm they are. I'm sure not sure what they're called, but yeah. um, I think though certainly in the first few episodes of Ninja Turtles. They have those lassos that they like yeah, electrify. Like, yeah, you can electrocute the, the turtles with it. Yeah. There's Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's Baxter Stockman as well, before mm-hmm. he became a fly. Yeah, so it's sort of like you can kind of date so, the the what's ha- the events of, in, of the arcade game. To like you know it's pre-fly back to stock. Yeah, which I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that may have been season three. Yeah. So this is this might just be based on season one because there's mm. rock soldiers. Yes. And General Grodd or no, I don't think that's his name. General Some, Crag or something like yeah, that. Yeah, from uh, from Dimension X. I can't remember now. So it's yeah. incredibly faithful to the cartoon. Mm. Um, more so to the cartoon than the comic. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My issue is that all the turtles 
are the same colour. And I, I know they, they kind of are in, in all the cartoons and everything like that. Well, they but, have um, different coloured bandanas and stuff, or, you know, masks yeah, and things. But but you can you, know. you can get confused pretty easily yeah. when there's a lot of enemies on screen. Definitely. That happened. We played it today and, and we uh, definitely ran into that issue mm. where, you know, you suddenly realised that you were looking at the other guy's um, character. Your other character is dead or possibly in the corner wailing <laughs> away at nothing. Yeah, so that's that's a, that's an issue, definitely. Um, so who's your favourite turtle to play as? Well, I've, I've always liked... Donatello and this was a, a he's the intellectual that's right that's right he's the thinking man's turtle <laughs> and um, this I mean look to be honest with you this this all goes back to the sort of the perennial um, school ground arguments over which turtle was best yeah. and, I, and I was always a Donatello man then yep. and I remain a D- Donatello man today I think one argument that's not to do with just the fact that I liked the character is that he does have a more long range weapon and, and in the arcade game as well as the other Ninja Turtles games from this period Donatello did seem to have a bit more reach than the mm. other characters and so that's one argument but really to me it's more about the fact that I just like him because he was like the smart one you know um, well Leonardo was so, always my my turtle he yeah. was the leader he had not one but two swords yes he beat that he actually two had swords he actually had a really genuinely dangerous weapons like, yeah he did like he would definitely kill someone with those you know <laughs> yeah. um, it's amazing how few people got killed in that show actually when you think about it well they were mainly fighting robots I yeah, guess yeah. but yeah the, I, I do like his swords I, I've always been a katana man I, I do like the fact that he's the leader mm. just like me a leader or he's yes. a leader of men no matter what the circumstances yeah, inspiring I can't even finish this sentence. yeah no, no. <laughs> not many people can no I would follow you to hell but not but then I would leave and leave you in hell <laughs> That was in my marriage vows. I would just go with you to make sure that you stayed in there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're all just you know basic character archetypes, of course. But uh, mm. I, I do, I think they're all pretty cool. I don't, I don't hate any of them. I no, think. no, definitely not. I, I, yeah. I suppose if I was a little bit older, I probably would have liked Raphael just because of his surly attitude. Yeah, yeah. I think I didn't like Raph much when I was a kid. Um, I don't know why. I just, I just didn't like him. But, but nowadays I'm like, he's probably the most interesting out of all of the turtles. Yeah. You know? um, it's got the attitude problem. And Mikey, I, I used to think Mikey was really cool, whereas nowadays I find him really annoying. Um, yeah, he's very, so, very annoying. So, yeah, that sort of goes to show what, like, the difference between 10-year-old Rob and, 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 and 35-year-old Rob is like, <laughs> now I think party dudes are just irritating people that ought, ought to, like, you know, get it together. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, back then... My, Mikey's the kind of person yeah. that, like, his attitude between when he was a, a 15-year-old Mm. And when he's a 35-year-old, wouldn't have changed. He would still be the party guy inviting yeah. people over to his pad. Yeah. You know, with wine coolers and the like. <laughs> Come yep. on, dude, let's party. Oh, God, he's so pathetic. And he'd be, like, overweight and sort of... Yeah, you know, he'd be losing his hair, but yeah. he'd, he'd still have it in a ponytail at the back. Yeah, definitely. Like, basically, like, Bart from that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> like, that's pretty much Mikey yeah. grown up. Um, for so, sure. uh, like, the game was looked so cool when I was a kid. I always wanted to play it. I think I only got to play it a few times. Yeah. Um, it is a... It's a fantastic sort of game back when you were a kid and you were really into the turtles. Yeah, I think those two factors, you have to be young and you have to really like the turtles. Yeah. You know. But uh, it was well made by Konami. Hmm. Uh, and the environments change. You know, you so there's a fire, April's kidnapped, you rescue April eventually, mm-hmm. then Splinter is kidnapped, and then you go to the Technodrome and rescue Splinter, and then you defeat uh, Krang. Yes. Uh, so you do fight Krang in his massive body. Yes. And then you defeat... Uh, then you fight uh, the Shredder. Yeah. Uh, who kind of 
triplicates himself. Yeah, there's like of, three of him. Yeah, some kind of like optical illusion technology or something. Yeah, that like you, you kind of got to beat them until two of the helmets fly off. Yeah, and the one whose helmet didn't fly off is the real That's one. The real shredder. Yeah, which doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. Like, you'd think it would be the guy whose helmet came off. You go, oh, that's the real human we yeah. can wail on. But yeah. no, no, no. Uh, yeah, that's a bit... I found that a bit confusing, to be honest with you. But, yeah. um, you know, in the game's defense, like, it is fairly short. Which level- is good for a beat-em-up. And it means that, like, if you had enough money as a kid, you could, like, in theory, beat this game without, you know, resorting to, you know... Playing what we used to call a super session or something, where yeah, like where yeah, like free you just play. yeah, you put the game gets put on free play mode. I think I think it, it would be possible to beat this game with about ten dollars if you were really good at it. I think, um, which you can't really say for a lot of other beat 'em ups of this period. Um, like, no, which are much more coin sucks. So. Yeah, oh, this was pretty coin sucky, but it was also meant mm. for a younger audience. I think. Yeah, but uh, you know, it, it was very faithful to the TV show. Mm. And uh, you know, I I had a I had a bit of fun playing it today. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it was good. It was you know over pretty quickly. Um, uh, we'll talk about the port pretty quickly. Um, yeah. So there were there was a, a very um, popular port for the uh, the NES. Yeah. Um. Th- there's a weird story there that we'll try and go through quickly because there was a Ninja Turtles game that came out that preceded this on on the NES. Um, and a few other things, a few other, um, you know, consoles and computer systems as well, um, called, you know, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, and so when this came, when this game was ported to the NES, they called it, um, Ninja Turtles 2, uh, colon, the arcade game. Now, um, it wasn't as good as the arcade because no. obviously the arcade was 16-bit and this was only 8-bit. Yes. And yes. it, uh, it had a lot of sprite flicker. Um, it was sponsored mm. by... Uh, Pizza, Pizza Hut, Hut yeah. and it actually came with Pizza Hut coupons like buy one pizza get one free yeah. and I do believe that the ones in America had no expiry date on them <laughs> so it's possible you could use those now I would love to see someone try and use those now <laughs> if, if it's right I, I can't remember for sure if they had no expiry date yeah. but uh, yeah so they, there were signs where the um, foot soldiers would uh, leap uh, from behind and, and, and the like Yeah, but yeah uh, it, because it was a short game mm. the NES version actually uh, added extra levels. Yeah, so and some more content there. Yeah. New boss, couple of bosses. Yeah, there's the a snow level and a mm. and a, a wolf person I think you had to fight as one of the bosses. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's I've never finished that version actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's it funny. Is, it can get pretty monotonous. I think that's the thing. The, uh, the arcade game has, you know, like Andrew's correct, there's not a heck of a lot of variety with the enemies, but I think that's even more pronounced in, in the, uh, the console version of the game. So... Um, it would become a bit boring. After yeah, a while, I think. but it was it was a very exciting game to come out, you know, because they were touting it basically as the mm. arcade game. And I remember, I remember like very distinctly feeling that the arcade game was the best Ninja Turtles game that that you could play, and that the um the platformer, the one I mentioned uh, just before, mm. um, that came out earlier was was significantly inferior. Um, I think most I think most people can agree with that. that yeah, that uh, this is the this is the Ninja Turtles. This game is the kind of play. one you want because yeah. anyone can pick up and play. Yeah, it's also interesting that uh, I think in the Japanese version you were mentioning before, like Splinter is April's daughter. Yeah, there's some weird like changes that were made to the Famicom version of this game um, because prim- I didn't really know a lot about the Ninja Turtles. No, back then. in fact, I I read that uh, the Famicom Ninja Turtles game was the first piece of Ninja Turtles media. Of any type to arrive in the Japan. The first one, yeah, yeah. So, they came out in Japan before the cartoon. So, um, that would be a weird thing, I think, 
to 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 get given this game with it with no context mm. of, and it was a konami game know. like it was made by japanese people yeah. i mean yeah. it, it could there could have it could have been done by konami america if there was such a thing which i think yeah. there is i'm honestly not that sure but uh, it's it's an interesting kind of piece of 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 history of a very uh, a very popular franchise with a game that was actually done fairly well yeah for the arcades yeah definitely look there are I and mean, we're moving into review territory here. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely a lot worse speed-em-ups than this out there. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. Um, so, let's end this. What do you think? Do you recommend this today? Oh, you know, it's. I think, I think my view of this game is very much coloured by how much I enjoyed it as a kid. And every, every kid in the 90s um, can relate to this. There's, you would have been intimately aware. Or, like, you know, very. you'd be very conscious... Of where the arcade machines were in your neighborhood and in your sort of like daily surrounds as a kid. I mean, these days it's it's hard to it's hard to understand because we don't really see a lot of arcade machines these days, except for like in barcades or you know people's houses and stuff. But um, back then, you would go to the local shops and there'd definitely be an arcade machine or two, uh, maybe at the the take- local takeaway place or um, the laundromat or wherever. They were dotted around the neighborhood. The yeah. landscape was sort of peppered with arcade machines, and as a kid, you'd be like, right. If my parents are taking me to the video store, I know that there's a Ninja Turtles machine there. <laughs> so I'm going to beg for some coins so that I can I can play this arcade yeah, machine. Yeah. And and the Ninja Turtles one was one of my, my one of my most favorite. And that ones. was at Video 2000, um, yeah, wasn't it? Down at the right. Cambar Village. Video 2000 at Cambar Village. Yep. That's uh, and Rob uh, and I used to live very close to each other. Yeah, we still kids. do. It's kind of weird. Yeah, actually. It is. <laughs> um, uh, we had a big sort of like you know separation there for a while, but yep. now we're back together <laughs> at last. Um, yes, at, at, at last. Yeah. So anyway, so I I loved that game as a kid. I remember just being desperate to play it, and when I didn't have any money to play it, I would just stare at it. I would just stand there in the in the video store and just look at it. You know. So so so. Do you recommend it? Ten year old Rob would definitely recommend this game. <laughs> Me, thirty uh, five year old Rob. Um, I think it is a very good. One of those. It's a good beat 'em up. Yeah, I would say it's probably more fun, or it holds up more than than Double Dragon does today, um, but less interesting historically. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence about this one. Um, if you come across it, give it a go. But I wouldn't go out of your way to to, to look for it. Yeah. Um, if you're a big Ninja Turtles fan, of course, like you probably deserve. You owe it to yourself to play this if you haven't already but otherwise probably give it a miss yeah so what do you think AC are you kind of in the same sort of world as me yeah pretty much look I don't think you need to play this game I'm going to be honest with you Mm. Uh, for a few reasons number one it is a bit confusing like I actually found my old Ninja Turtles toys and set them up in front of me right now yes we're looking at them as we speak (laughs) yeah I I blue tacked them to the table and they have all their weapons and everything they look pretty cool Mm. Uh, but I gotta I gotta tell you like they're all different colours yes Uh, and that was, that was a great thing about the toys is that they were all distinct in their own separate way. You know, like they're all kind of unique. Yeah. Um, but it, it actually gets quite confusing when there's a whole lot of enemies and different colored uh, foot soldiers on there. And I think that kind of was a bit of a flaw with the game. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to say if you find the arcade, give it a go. Don't finish it. If you're a big Ninja Turtles game. Ninja uh, Turtles sorry, fan. Ninja Turtles fan. Yeah. If you're a big game. <laughs> if you're a big Ninja Turtles fan. I reckon play Turtles in Time mm. for the SNES just because I think it's a bit more fun. It's a bit more challenging and it has a lot more different variety in the levels and uh, the enemies and, and the places that you go to and, and a few different move sets as okay. well. Hmm. So if you're a big fan, play that game. Otherwise, I just don't. I think this is I think this was great for the time, mm. uh, but time's moved on. 
Yeah, I think that that's a fair review. Mm. All right, well, um, check out that game, or, or maybe don't, um, <laughs> depending on where you where you land. But um, right, why don't we move on to our game life balance segment? As many of our listeners, um, long time listeners, will know, um, my strategy for getting a good game life balance mm-hmm. TM <laughs> is uh, to get up very early in the morning mm-hmm. and play games then. And, and my reason for doing this, which sounds to many people like a crazy idea, is uh, that it's uh, the best time to do it for me because I'm not ignoring my wife or my child at that time. They're both asleep, so I can focus on playing games without having any mental distraction or a sense that I ought to be spending time with either of them. Uh, so that has been working out very well for me, uh, although... Recently, there's been an issue. Yeah. AC. Uh, my daughter seems to have become something of a light sleeper. Uh, Ooh. And, this, and the irritating part is that she's not a light sleeper at night. She's a light sleeper in the morning. Yeah. And it's almost it's I'm, it's almost like she's listening out for me. I think I, I suspect that early in the morning she's kind of like half awake. And just waiting to hear a door shut or a, uh, you know, a jug boil or whatever it might be. And then she starts whinging and carrying on until until someone, you know, gets her out of a crib. So, uh, this has made me... Um, it's given me some pause, let's say, um, yeah. about, about this whole getting up early strategy. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted to raise this on the show is because I know that um, my compatriot and, you know, kind of bizarro version of myself, um, Jonathan Uncle Stabo Martin. I always thought you were the bizarro version of him. Right. Or maybe you're just a clone. Yeah. Are you you a drug mule, Rob? Are you a drug mule just like he is? I think that he is a robot drug mule version of me. (laughs) A robot. You are older than him. But I think that he might actually be thinking the same thing about me. So, um, I'm not... I'm not sure. We might have to do some kind of like Terminator-esque thing where we cut open each other's arms and figure out whether we've got robot arms or not. And then I'll perform uh, the surgery. Brilliant. All right, we'll do that after the show. <laughs> uh, we'll just have to do have to con um, John Martin to coming out here somehow. Maybe offer him women or money or something like that. I know hey. the drug, drug mules love that. Hey, so. Drago. That's right. Free drugs. <laughs> That's right. Hey, drug dealer. Chemist, as they say. <laughs> he I know he does work in, in a drugstore. Yeah. So clear. Very suspicious, if you ask me. <laughs> Sounds a lot like a place where you might buy drugs. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know about that. I guy. don't think he even listens to us. No. I know Cody does. I'm not sure uh, if uh, Uncle Stabo does. So, definitely, he, he's definitely a criminal. But, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we'll get that criminal out here and, and then we'll do that. But the thing I wanted to sort of put out there was whether... Whether or not John has had any issues of a similar nature. What, I, what I've decided to do... Well, initially I thought, okay, she's waking up earlier. She's much more um, alert to noises yeah. in the house. Uh, what can I do to reduce the amount of noise I make in the mornings? So... Deafen her. Yeah, <laughs> that's one possible approach. <laughs> I don't condone... I don't condone that, but I will say it's probably very effective. So, you know, t- listeners, take you can just take that as, as you as you will. Uh, what I decided to do was try to sort of think about, well, okay, what are the things I do in the morning that are very noisy? Um, well, going to the bathroom, I mean, and I mean flushing the toilet. I don't mean actually going as noisy, listeners. Don't be disgusting. But flushing the toilet is definitely going to make a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, and also, we have one of those indoor toilets without um, any, you know, it doesn't have a window. 
Um, and so they always have a fan yeah, yeah. in the ceiling, which I, which drives me crazy because that thing is like really loud. Um, so going to the toilet in the morning is like a bit a bit risky. So I tend to, I tend to do that the first thing when I get up because that's when she's the least alert. Um, so talking about five o'clock in the morning, I go straight to the bathroom and just pray that when I flush the toilet, she doesn't wake up. Um, sometimes she does wake up and that really upsets me. And then the whole morning is shot, but usually she can get past the toilet. But the, the next problem, the next hurdle for me is that, uh, I need to eat food or, or have a coffee in the morning. And the kitchen is right outside of her, but her bedroom door. It is, yeah. And so basically it is, instead of playing yeah. games, you're actually kind of playing your own real life stealth game. Yeah, it's basically, yes, that's right. Yes, I'm playing a stealth game and my daughter you're is- You're hiding the, in a box. Yeah. Sneak, sneak, sneak into the kitchen. Yeah, there's like a sound meter that I'm very paying very close attention to. And uh, you don't really realize how much noise common household items make until you're trying to not make noise. Um, getting getting wheat bix, which is a, a popular Australian breakfast cereal, out of its, it's a box. brick of wheat, yeah, a literal. Brick. I don't think I don't think listeners need to know what wheat bix is. They just need to know that it's a it's a cereal. It's a it is a um, it's Australia's cereal of choice. Um, and and the problem is that you have to extract these little briquettes of wheat out of a, a box that in that inside the box is is a plastic bag, and that bag is like very rustly yeah you know so that's a bad choice for breakfasts in the morning like so i've i've moved so what i did initially was i moved away from wheat mix and i I sort of brainstormed like what's the quietest food that i can eat in the mornings and um my solution after a lot of deliberation i'm back and forth on this was uh and you might find this surprising but pop tarts Oh, God. Is the quietest food that you can make in the morning. Because if Doesn't you, the, po- the, yeah. the toaster go ding? No, it doesn't go ding. Chikung. We don't have, have a dinging toaster. Well, I have a dinging toaster. It's not 1950. Um, did... But look, what you do is... Don't what, disparage my 1950s toaster. This is the quietest... I'm, I'm going to stand by it. This is the quietest breakfast you can have. But you have to do it... You have to do it in the right sequence. So, before you go to bed at night... Yeah. You cut open the packet of, of uh, Pop-Tarts. And okay. you put them And you put them in the toaster. And yeah. you go, then you go to bed. Yeah. Because that's that's noisy. Cutting open that packet, that's, yeah. a, lot of, that's a lot of noise. Um, so you do that at night when she's, you know, dead to the world. Yeah. Uh, in the morning, you get up and you sneak like a ninja into the kitchen. Um, Again with the ninjas. Using your phone to light your way because turning on a light could potentially wake her up as well. Um, just like seeing the, the crack under her door, like lighter than the normal might, might potentially wake her up. So, uh, yeah, sneaking around the house with my phone, go over to the toaster and, you know, press the toaster in. I stand by the toaster no. with my finger on the on the cancel button. Yeah, because we have a toaster that has like a you know cancel button. Ooh la dee da! Uh, and I'm hol- and I'm holding the the um, the lever. Yep. With my I'm resting my hand on the lever. I'm doing this hand gestures you can't see at home, listeners. Um, and 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 when I hit cancel after a certain amount of time, because I'm timing it, because the problem with pop tarts and everyone who eats pop tarts knows this. I don't eat pop tarts. They burn. Really easily, yeah. And worst case scenario is that I set the fire alarm off, and of course my kid's going to wake up. So, <laughs> so I tend to undercook, slightly undercook the pop tarts. Um, so my hands resting on the on the lever, as I said. When I feel like the, the pop tart is about done, um, I don't let the toaster finish. I I cancel, and and my hands on, on the lever so the pop tarts don't just spring out. Mm-hmm. And then I just gently raise my hand so that the the pop tart lever just the, the toaster lever just just rises um you know ever so slowly and then i carefully extract 
the pop tarts yep. without making too much noise because again you know toasters can rattle a lot um, and then I gingerly place them on the plate that I got out the night before and then I sneak into the into the study to play video games or, or watch giant bomb videos whatever it is that I'm doing in the morning okay uh, so, so so that's that's my that's my stealthy breakfast <laughs> um, this, is, this is very interesting <laughs> yeah so I mean your house isn't a big house it's not a small house no it's it a, is it's a three bed it's but, definitely on the small side yeah but uh, it's not it's not it's not really big. But, um, mm. okay, so there, there are two things here mm-hmm. which I would give you advice on. Okay. Number one, mm. the whole uh, a brick of uh, wheat bix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could be solved easily by a bowl, yeah. wheat bix the night before, and yeah. put glad wrap or sarin wrap over the top. The problem is, though, that you'd have to get... And I've, I, I thought of that before and I tried it, but the problem oh. is you have to get the milk out of the fridge. And opening the fridge door, actually, if, if you're in a completely silent house, you'll realize that when you open the door... And you have the exact same fridge as me, so you know this. Yeah. The seal on the door does make an audible, like loud, like sort of pop sort of sound when you open it. Mm-hmm. And I, I've I've woken up Ruby on a couple of occasions recently opening the fridge door, and that's okay. why. And that's why I decided I can't open the fridge. All right, the so, fridge is out. Okay, fridge is out. <laughs> so that's right. why. And so I thought, well, it has to be has to be toast. Okay, but then the problem with toast is you have to butter it. You know, and then if I was getting a knife out of a drawer, which is a lot of a lot of noise as well. And butter out of the fridge, and you, yeah, and you can't leave butter out. Overnight, well, you or, could, you could, but you know, it's a bit, it's a bit iffy. Um, so here's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm taking your constructive criticism. Okay. I mean, I think you're insane for doing this. I, th- I think, <laughs> hey Rob, deafening. Yes. You should totally deafen her. <laughs> yeah, if you have an air horn, I could borrow it. <laughs> a day or two. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. So my other my other piece of advice mm. is a white noise machine because mm. like toddlers and babies kind of like that white noise, and if you slowly slowly crank it up, just mm. the shh mm. probably wouldn't make wake them up, yeah. but it could also allow you to have like a bit of sneaky sneak as yeah. well. Well, one thing I tried doing is is occasionally doing things like um, boiling the kettle just to mm. mask the sound of me doing it, and that worked well for a, a month or two. But now I'm finding that she wakes up when the kettle boils. Like, she's very, very light sleeper in the morning now. So, um, the Pop-Tarts was, until recently, my strategy. But now I've come up with a new strategy that I'd like to share with you that is even better than the Pop-Tart strategy. Deafening her. And this... No, well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's better than that because because I've, I thought, well, you know, no matter what I do in the morning, um, preparing breakfast makes noise. And then I figured out what well, the obvious solution is. Just not eat breakfast. Just don't. Just don't eat breakfast at all. So now See, what I do... Yeah. That would have been my first choice. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I don't eat breakfast a lot. If See, I do, it's just like a piece of uh, bread. You're a breakfast skipper. Yeah, okay. Not, I know your type. It's not the most important <laughs> meal of the day. That's complete and utter bullcrap. Kellogg's told me... <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know anything about Mr. Kellogg's? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that guy was insane. Yeah, he didn't like masturbation much. No, he didn't. Um, and I think he was right. But, uh, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you've got your hand on it right now. <laughs> this is, I just, it's, for, it's for comfort. Uh, <laughs> then why is your other hand on mine? <laughs> also comfort. <laughs> I'm not very comfortable. Yeah, but I am. <laughs> it helps me a lot. Get your hand off it, Daryl. Uh, so what I do now is I, I have breakfast at work. Um, so I'm one of those people that okay. gets to work and eats and eats breakfast at their desk. Okay. Um, and this is the length. This is the length that an adult with a child goes to to have some semblance of a, of a gaming life. And this is um, funny. So I mean, this is this is you know literally about game life balance. Yeah. So this I mean this is probably the most relevant thing I've said <laughs> about 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 you know on, on our podcast. This is a purportedly about game life balance. 
Um, but yeah, it's become very challenging. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering whether eventually I'll just have to abandon this whole getting up early thing entirely and just revert back to staying up late and, and playing games. At, That's at night. what I do, so, bucko. Um, the downside of that is that my wife generally doesn't like going to bed w- without me, so she'll wait up for me and then complain that it's late and stuff like that. So um, not ideal. Um, mm. because uh, well, she's not at the point yet where she's okay to just, just be like I'm going to bed see ya you know um, we're not at that stage in the relationship yet um, if that's a stage or if that's just a sign of like something else happening but um, be that as it may um, the the transitioning to late night gaming sessions would is going to be um, difficult but I'll, I'll keep you posted um, the only thing I do in the morning now that could possibly wake her up like I said is, is the bathroom trip but I can't I can't think of... I mean, the only solution, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it. But the only solution would be to somehow go outside and pee in the backyard or something like that. You need a lemon you know, tree. Yeah, yeah. Um, bed, or a thunderbox. Bedpan or something, you know. <laughs> bedpan. Um, but, you know, I, I think... I think Now I'm, who's got technology from the 1950s? That's right. Yes, I, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to um, go to the toilet in the morning. I can't avoid that, so... Um, yeah, it's a difficult, it's a difficult thing being a dad and being a gamer. Um, yeah, no, that's true. So, how would you rate your game life balance? Because all of this, like mm. you told me all this information, mm. and then I say, so what have you been playing? And mm. you said, uh, not much. I haven't really been playing anything. So, in other words, <laughs> it hasn't been working, or you've just been playing Fallout. I've been playing a bit of Fallout, watching a few videos in the morning, um, yeah. working on my on my astrology course, um, some of a variety of things. I'm not really like focusing on Fallout as much as um, I expected to be. Um, I have played a bit of it. Um, I played some this morning, um, and uh, um, a couple of nights ago, I had a bit of a, a session as well. Um, I'm getting through it slowly. I'm at this point now, which is annoying me. I'm, I tried to mainline the game, but I'm at this point now where the game has kind of stymied my attempt to do that by giving me a very vague clue of what to do next, but giving me absolutely no like marker on the map of where to go, which leaves me sort of having to sort of wander around talk to people and just hope that I'll stumble across whatever is the next, um, you know, thing to do. I'm sure it's actually something really obvious, but um, it has kind of annoyed me a bit because my whole goal was to just get through the, the mm. main story quest um, as quickly as possible. And the game's kind of thrown a spanner in, in my works a bit. Um, but, you know, I'm still enjoying it. I've been sort of doing more of the settlement building side of things, which is sort of like a whole other like aspect of the game that is that could potentially be a real time sink um as well so um my concern with these kind of really big games is that i often lose interest in the game before i finish it which is why i wanted to sort of push through the the main story because um i don't want to um get bored of the game before i complete it yeah that's fair enough um which is what happened to me with with the witcher 3 was i kind of was like oh i'm kind of sick of doing this and there's still like a lot more of the game to, to play. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so I haven't really done a lot of uh, gaming related stuff, but I thought I'd share with the listeners my um, my attempts to maintain some game life balance in my mm. life and my strategies for doing that and how and how like you know objectively ridiculous it is. Um, I can step back out outside of my, my my shoes and look at what I'm doing and go, God, this is this is crazy. Um, but you know. I can't think of a lot of other ways around it. You have to find time for these hobbies. Deafening. Yeah, I know you're, I know you're a big... You're very sold on the whole deafening camp, you know? Um, the deafening this is coming from a father with a blind kid. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you just want to, like... 
Derek, even the score. Derek, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, what about you, AC? You've been um, you've been up to much. You don't have any of these sort of constraints at the moment. No, I'm kind of the opposite with you. Like, yeah. I can kind of do gaming anytime, anywhere, any place mm. because I have a Switch. Yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of funny because uh, all I've been playing recently. Uh, oh, actually, there is there's kind of been two sorts of gaming I've been doing: milking the cow and thrusting the wand. Uh. <laughs> Yes, but the, that's not involved with the Switch. That's, uh, <laughs> that's just that's just how you enjoy your, uh, your, your free also, time. Also, get your hand off it. Yep. I, <laughs> I want to milk the cow, I see. <laughs> God, that Switch game is so icky, icky, icky. Yeah. Okay, anyway, um, so I did actually get my hands on a little device recently. Mm. Uh, it is an EverDrive. Okay. Now, for people who don't know what an EverDrive is, it is basically a flash card for your retro console. Okay. Uh, it's shaped like... The device, hmm. uh, like the cart that you would put into your Mega Drive slash NES slash whatever, whatever. It takes an SD card, okay. which you can load up with all ROMs. And it's pretty, it's close to 100% compatible. Not quite, but it's it's quite close. Mm. And uh, someone, uh, a relatively recent friend of mine, uh, who I'd actually love to interview for a Game Life Gaiden at one stage. Because he's a massive, he has a massive collection of retro games. Mm. Um, uh, and he has a Canberra bloke. If you're on Twitter, he's actually underscore, uh, at underscore retro gaming. Okay. I think so. Hmm. Uh, he's uh, he's quite uh, prolific, I think it's fair to say, mm. uh, in the retro gaming community. And uh, unbeknownst to my knowledge until recently, he's a Canberran. And he recently listed something up uh, on on uh, the, one of the Facebook groups we're on mm-hmm. uh, for a, a uh, PC engine slash turbo graphics 16 uh, EverDrive. Okay. So I do have a PC engine mm. and I decided that, uh, oh yeah, I might hit him up on that one. And he even gave me very generously, mm. gave me a, uh, a $10 discount. No, oh, cool. On that. So for 70 bucks, I got like an EverDrive for my... Um, PC engine and I just loaded up automatically with all the ROMs <laughs> and it's it's great yeah, like you cool. know I pretty much can play any PC engine game on the original hardware yeah you can always use an emulator if you want to do that but it, it really helps and I have a lot of the good games for it already but hmm. it also helps having you know just all in one place all in one time don't even have to like swap out the carts I guess this comes down to whether you're collecting for the sake of owning the physical media mm. or whether you're collecting because you want to have access to the games. Because- I'm a bit of both. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, I'm getting towards the the phase where my garage is getting quite full. Mm. I think it's fair to say. Mm. So the garage is getting full and I'm thinking, oh, I don't know, maybe I should just... Take it easy from Yeah, there. I yeah. haven't been collecting a whole lot recently and EverDrives are expensive, but they're kind of an investment. Mm. Like after you've bought one... That's it. You got you kind of got access to, to everything, really. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely an argument there, and you are playing it on the uh, on the hardware, on the original hardware. And it's not yeah. like if you buy a secondhand game that the profits of that sale are are even going to get back to the company or yeah. the people who bought it. I mean, know? this is quite this is quite different from what I understand from what you're telling me. This is quite different to emulating because you're not really emulating. You're actually just it's just got the ROMs on a. It's kind of emulation because you because they are using emulated yeah, ROM, yeah, like dumped ROM, yeah. On yeah. a piece, of, but you are using the original hardware, so it's kind of it's like half of it's halfway, yeah. yeah. So I've I've been uh, enjoying playing some PC Engine games. The um, I got kind of firing the the PC Engine version of uh, Ninja Gaiden uh, okay. or Ninja Ryukenden, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, 
uh, Bonk 2 I was playing a bit recently uh, as well. Bonk is great. Because I had Bonk 2, but the cart never worked. Mm. And then I just went, ah, uh, frag this and just kind of um, decided mm. to use, use the emulator. Because I have the cart, it just doesn't work. Mm. Mm. Uh, other than that, I have been playing lots and lots and lots of Zelda. I am over 50 hours in. I get the feeling I'm about to hit 60 hours pretty soon. Nice. Okay. I've opened up the whole map of Zelda. I've got about 12 hearts. I think I only need one or two more before I can access the Master Sword in the Lost Forest. Awesome. And at the moment, I've only actually done one of the Divine Beasts. And you kind of... The story progression is that you're meant to do all four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are uh, you just putting it off? Are you sort of just I like, am. I'm yeah. kind of trying to max myself because I'm not mm. great at combat, as you know. Yeah. I am good at exploring and climbing and looking around and... The puzzle solving sort of stuff. Or? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay at that. But I just mm. kind of, you know, just kind of, I like wandering around and doing my own thing and, and kind of discovering things by accident. Mm. So I know when it comes to bigger fights, I'm probably going to have to kind of uh, max myself out a little bit. Yeah, so you get as many heart containers as you can and yeah. um, and find some good weapons and yeah. things. Yeah, so I'm, I'm doing the quest to get to the second Divine Beast now. Okay. And then hopefully I'll get another heart and then maybe I can go out and get the... Um, the Master Sword, and um, and then I might try and do the rest of the quest. So I'm not mainlining it like I thought I was, because I'm just having fun looking around. Cool, okay. And it's a it's just a really fun game. I do mm. love it. I I really want you to play it so we can review it. Yeah, um, but yeah, that it's a time sink. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that's what I'm concerned about. I'm playing a big open world game right now. Yeah. I don't I don't know whether I want to follow up with another one immediately immediately after. Although I will say, I mean, Zelda looks very very good, and it's doing a lot of things. With that genre that 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 other games you know just aren't doing, so I mean, yeah, it definitely looks cool. I just feel like maybe the timing isn't right for me. No, so. probably not now. Plus, you um, need a switch, and I gotta say, like yeah. my switch mm. is basically docked all the time. Yeah. I'm I not never, really taking advantage of the uh, portability. Not really. No, yeah. I suppose I could play it in bed, but mm. I like the disconnect of games and bed. To a certain extent. Yeah, there's something to be said for leaving the games in the living room or the study. Yeah, because and I don't sleep well as it is. So. Yeah, yeah. Having that constant, having the uh, the switch sitting on your bedside table might be a too much of a distraction. Yeah, it's um, it's it's just be, because I just I really have to because I just kind of get into Zelda mm. and I go oh I just want to do this one more thing oh I just want to find one more shrine oh I just kind of want to get two more shrines just so then I can get the next heart mm. and it's quite mm. it's quite addictive that way yeah so I just want to leave it where it is uh, but you know if I ever travel I'll certainly take it with me mm. uh, but you know other than that um, I think that's kind of where I'm up to I've been playing a lot of Zelda I've been playing a little bit of uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as well okay yeah yeah but you know, just trying to get all the easy trophies to start out with. Um, I've been playing almost zero of my um, Wii U recently. Mm-hmm. And recently, uh, my dad uh, put up a shelf for me above the uh, wall-mounted television in the bedroom. Okay. And after my big speech just then about leaving games out of the bedroom, mm-hmm. I am thinking of maybe putting the uh, Wii U up on that shelf. Okay. Uh, because it the, the shelf is quite high. I have a very high roof. Mm. Uh, or ceiling, rather. So I could potentially put that there, and that could be the Wii U could just basically have Mario Maker in there the whole time. And because it's wireless, it mm. can sit up the top, and I can just kind of play down near the bed. Mm. So it's an idea. I really shouldn't do that because it's <laughs> a really a distraction. But um, yeah, yeah. It's just... Uh, so it goes. Uh, my wife and daughter are still overseas, but they have got a date for coming back. Yeah, so that's exciting. 
Yeah. Touch wood that nothing uh, will come up that will, uh, you know, stymie that plan. Uh, I think it's they've got to be back for the birthday. Yeah, the, yeah, I really wanted to be back for my first birthday. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry yeah. for her first birthday, not my first birthday. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling one. You're a big boy today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> been a while since I've heard that phrase. Oh, dear. Uh, so I will... They should be coming back around the 8th of June, knock on wood. So mm. really... I'm just kind of holding out until then. But as the date rapidly approaches, all of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe I should really be taking more advantage of, you know, my bachelorhood before they come back. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. I think... I don't really know what to do. The problem is, you, you know, if you only were... If you were alone for um, a few days or nights, you would, you would definitely max it out more. Oh, it would just be nothing but pizza and loads and loads of alcohol. But when you sort of got week after week of, of, of that, you... you I think it's natural to sort of not view it so favorably or not take advantage of it as much as you as you would. Um, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, and I don't have a lot of money to spend either. Yeah. That being said, you and I did something last night. We did. Uh, not what you're thinking. <laughs> Made sweet love. Actually, it's <laughs> certainly not what I was thinking. Yeah. But you did roofie me, so that's yeah. right. Yeah. No. So it, it was kind of funny because recently you came to me and you said, Andrew, I think we should actually go out and do something, you know, because we yeah. keep doing the podcast and playing a couple yeah. of day- games. And basically what you were saying to me, and you agreed with this, was mm. you wanted to spice up our relationship. <laughs> I did. I think we've fallen into a routine. Yeah. You know, um, the we, old, because the, we used to go out. The magic has gone a bit, you know, <laughs> I want to feel that old feeling, you know. So we actually did that. We, uh, you know, you you got special permission yeah. uh, from El Wifo. Yes, that's right. From yes, the the the, um, the, the master old, of the house, the <laughs> old ball and chain. Yeah. So um, just we went out after work. So I didn't even go home at all. We just we left work. Uh, we went. To, we work pretty close together as well. Yeah, went to a well. First, we went to sort of a. Um, a cafe? It was more like a cafe that has beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then from there, we went to a lo- local university that has um, a, quite a nice bar. Yeah, and it's not... i got to uh, say, this this university bar isn't like the main bar. No. There's like another bar way off to the side which is kind of connected to a hotel where students are staying, you know, like working on their thesis and yeah. have guests and stuff. And there's like this place called the Fellows Bar mm. underneath. And that's like kind of where all the more, where the more mature... Yes. Uh, aged people and lecturers and uh, and the like hang out yeah the more rowdy bar it's definitely a more highbrow kind of a crowd than you'd get in most bars in in canberra city mm. so i mean that's good in a way because then you feel like you're the tough guy there um which is a, a very rare feeling to have for me so that's good <laughs> um, um so, so we, we had a lot of fun yeah we actually just, uh, we hung out there and, uh, we, you know, we um, couldn't even find a, a table at first. But, it, you know, the, the place seemed to empty itself quite quickly. We had yeah. some beer-battered chips. Yes. Yes. Uh, which is French fries for all you Americans out right. there. Yeah. And, and then had a, look, a good time. Glass of wine. We actually um, had a bottle of wine. Uh, you, well, you had the bottle. I had, a, I had like a glass and a bit out of it, I think. <laughs> uh, and then we, what did we do? We went to uh, another, the other side of town. Uh, I had some burgers, more beers. Yeah, um, we had, and the, yeah, this place in the shopping center we went to actually served beers as well. Yeah. So we, we basically ate a burger mm-hmm. and then just had like two or three beers. Yeah, while we, just, we were just sitting there. Yeah, it's very lazy. I wouldn't. It was not like a. Um, it was not a rowdy uh, time. It was it was pretty laid back. But um, we got out of the house. Yes, we left. Our, yes, that's respective right. houses. That's a big thing for us. Um, yeah. I think that's something else as you know for the childless um bachelors out there listening to this show is that um 
you know, yeah, just leaving the house um, at this point in our lives is um, significant. So, it, is, uh, it is good because yeah. even if we do something, it is gen, you know, genuine, uh, uh, usually at my house. <laughs> Kuala Lumpur, France. Yeah, no, it was cool to get out and, um, uh, you know, have a bite to eat, have a few drinks. Um, yeah, it was nice to kind of do something after work. I used to yeah. do that a lot more. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, all, all the people who used to do that with me uh, don't really live in the same... Or, you know, they don't work in the same area as me anymore. So yeah, yeah. It was nice to do something that wasn't in the house, as much as I like my house. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's a, there's a bit of life stuff. So, you know, Rob and I do have a life with each other yes. outside of the podcast. We do. I think we managed to spice up our relationship I think, a bit. That's, I, I do feel a bit more romantic now, so <laughs> that's good. Uh, and with that, I believe you have a sexy quiz for uh, me. It's, it's the sexiest quiz yet. So how sexy is this quiz? Um, well, uh, let me let me... Answer that question with yep. another question. Mm-hmm. How sexy was the nineties, AC? Uh, the I hated the nineties when it was the nineties. Yep. Nothing but grunge. Oh, terrible fashion as well. So, would you say not very sexy? I would say that the nineties is probably one of the least sexiest decades of the twentieth century. Okay. Well, uh, then the quiz is not very sexy because <laughs> because the quiz is all about and this is and this quiz stems from the fact that. We weren't really sure up until the last minute which game we were going to cover. So, rather than do a, a, a quiz that was based on a game in some way, yep. I just came up with a fairly generic quiz. So, this is a 90s platformers quiz. Okay. So, awesome. um, and you're an expert in all things 90s platform related. Oh, uh, boy. Oh, boy. This man knows his croc from his bubsy. Oh. So, um, <laughs> with that out of the way, uh, this is a, a quiz about classic 90s platformers. Okay. All right. So, 10 questions. Um, not... True or false, just a whole sort of hodgepodge of different kinds of questions. So. Okay, all right, all right. Hang on. Okay, so you go first. Hey, Andrew, what's mm. the worst platformer from the 90s? Mm. Uh, Mario 64. 10 points. Mm. There you go. Excellent. Yeah, I win. You won. Well done. That's your best job yet. <laughs> yep. Um, that was you, by the way. I was yeah. imitating you there. No, uh, yeah, it was, it was very accurate. Here's your tacos, sir. Mm. They fell in the fryer. No worry. I'll get it out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, that's flawless. That's, really. That sounds exactly like it. I, I, thought, I, I thought there was another me in the room for a minute there. It was very confusing <laughs> for me. Um, it was a real existential crisis I had there, sort of uh, worrying about <laughs> who I really was. All right, uh, all right, all right. Right, question, <laughs> question number one, AC. Yep. Uh, for God's sake, Siri, leave me alone. Uh, question number one. Sorry, my phone decided to be an idiot. Uh, in which country? In which country? Yep. Was the classic '90s platformer Chuck Rock developed? Uh, England. That's right. Uh, in the UK. In fact, in Derby, in the city of Derby. Is it Derby or Derby? Derby. I don't know. Derby or Derby. Right in if you're from Derby or Derby. <laughs> either, Derby, Derby. I don't care where you're from. Just one, either one of those cities will work. <laughs> I don't care where you're from. If you're mm. not just anywhere in the world, write in, please. We're lonely. We're lonely, lonely people. It can be about this quiz or anything, really. Um, your shopping list is, is also equally interesting. Uh, question number two. Uh, still in the UK now. Yep. A Tomb Raider was created by British developer Core Design. Now, mm-hmm. before Lara Croft stole the spotlight, who or what was that studio's video game mascot? So before Lara Croft, yeah, what was Core Design's uh, video game mascot? Was it Bubsy? Uh, no, I'm afraid the answer was Chuck Rock. Oh, okay. Question. That's all right. You know. No, okay. There you go. No, no, no. All right. Question number three. What iconic weapon is the main form of self-defense 
used by the titular hero of the classic 90s platformer, Chuck Rock. Rocks. Uh, no, I'm afraid the answer was his beer belly. He hits people with his big beer belly. <laughs> so... That's 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 fragrant yeah. false advertising. I know, right? You can throw rocks, but that's not his primary form of self-defense because you don't always have a rock at hand. Yeah, it's true. You have to look I, for the rocks. You know, we you know? You, we reviewed this for uh, the bit seizure series we used to do. Yeah, we did check out that video because um, then you'll learn more about classic '90s platformer Chuck Rock. It was a terrible. It was on the Master System, so it was a terrible version of it. If, yeah. if memory serves. Uh, all right, question number four. Yep. What is the name of the villain in the classic '90s platformer Chuck Rock? Oh god! Are these all going to be Chuck Rock related? Possibly. <laughs> oh god! I don't want to they're do all, this anymore. They're almost all Chuck Rock related. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Can we just say you won and then quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, what was the villain's name? I don't know. It was a, it was a terrible game. Did we even get that? Well, far? no points for you. Uh, we'll call him. We'll call him Rocky Chuck. His name <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> I wish it was that. His name is Gary Gritter. That wasn't... Oh, God, that's terrible. Gary Gritter. This is probably before they realised that he was a... a you may as well call him Adam Antagonist or something yeah. stupid like that. Before, before they found Gary. out that Gary Gritter was a terrible pedo, they um they named their vid- video game villain after him. Well, that might uh, be fitting. Uh, question number five. In what year was classic 90s platformer Chuck Rock released to the eager public? <sighs> With their bated breath, okay. waiting for this game. I, I, if, if, if I say one of, the, if you say it's 1989 or something, <laughs> I'm gonna hit you. Is it in the 90s? Let me just ask that question. Yes, it, yes. I'm not that much of a bastard. Close, Nin- but not, <laughs> not that much of a bastard. 1991. Correct. Points for you. 1991. Now, in a similar vein. Yep. Name the three. This is a tough one. Name the three home computer systems. That the classic 90s platformer Chuck Rock was first released on. And there's three of them. Oh, the first three uh, home computer systems. Uh, and this is the UK, remember? So. Okay, uh, Amiga. Correct. Uh, Amstrad. No, I'm afraid not. But uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you one. I'll give you one third of a point. But what was the, what was? Can you name another one? Um, Commodore 64. No, it was the Amiga, the Atari yep. ST, and the Acorn Archimedes. <laughs> Which I never heard of before. I know the acorn. I never would have guessed that, though. Yeah, there no. you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, so you get one third of a point for that. Oh, um, well, then. I get two thirds because I'm better than you. I'll just give you the friggin' point. I, I know more get... about Chuck Rock than you. Yeah, okay. Uh, question, that's not something to be proud of. Question number seven. Okay. Chuck Rock. <laughs> I don't want to go home. This man's being mean to me. Chuck Rock. Hey, my, was... my mouth, I, have, I put my face down here. My mouth pad smells Jack, like did, beer. Did it, did it, sh- 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 you can listen, totally, to the, listen to the question. You can totally suck the beer out of my mouth pad. That's not a euphemism. It sounds, but you know, you could also, you could also take it in that way if you yeah. wanted. Oh, yeah. And I actually used to do that. Now, question number seven. Chuck Rock was ported to numerous home console systems. Yep. Name five systems that received a port of this classic 90s platformer. Uh, just consoles? Yes, we're talking just uh, just consoles. Sorry, I no lost, home computers? I lost my list, so I'm just bringing that up now of the um, All right, um, the systems it was ported to. So um, you, if you can name five, apart from the ones that we've just mentioned. No, um, so there's no home computers? Uh, you can name a home computer if you want, but if it's, it, it has to be been ported to it, and it can't be those three that we just mentioned, the, right, uh, the Acorn, uh, the Amiga. Okay, and I've got two, Mega Drive and Master System. Correct, so that's two out of five. You're three more. Um... 
I don't think it was ever an NES game. I don't, or a SNES game. Uh, it might be a SNES game. I don't think it was. Mm, what do you think? Uh, uh, Amiga Thirty Two. Uh, I don't know. It just says Amiga on this list. Is there a difference? The Amiga Thirty Two was a home console version uh, of the Amiga. It played CDs. I don't think so. Then okay. The answer oh, no. is nay. Nay for that one. All right. Uh, how Any many name? how many guesses do I get? Uh, uh you get two, two more. Oh God damn it. Uh, okay. I'm just gonna guess the NES. No, actually, it never came to the NES. Never. SNES. So those poor people in America missed out. Uh, on on uh, on so SNES did you say yes yes that is yes it was released <laughs> they 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 saw the light and they brought it out on the SNES yeah saw the light right yeah yep. that's uh, exactly what they saw one more okay uh um it's more I, than you think uh did, 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 did IBM compatible three eight two eight six no never came to the IBM okay but it did come to uh, apart from the ones you've named the yep. Game Gear the Game Boy the Sega CD and the CD32. So, oh, and Commodore 64 as well. Ah, so. oh, damn it. But unfortunately, it wasn't one of the earlier. earlier. No, no, it was going to be another guess. So there you go. Lots of people got to enjoy the classic 90s platformer chuckle. I'm just going to give you the point for that one. Uh, good on you. All right, question... I don't even want to get these right. Question number eight. Yep. AC. Okay. In the classic 90s platformer... If you say Chuck Rock, I'm going to stab you. Ch- I'm actually. I have my move move over to the other side of the room now. (laughs) In the classic '90s platformer, Chuck Rock. Hey, he's not in his seat. I can't stab him. I'm stabbing the chair instead. Outside of stabbing distance. Uh, In the classic '90s platformer, Chuck Rock. Sit back. What is what? All right. Yep. Yes. What is the name of Chuck Rock's wife? What's her? Give me. Give me her first. Chuckette. No, I'm afraid the name was Ophelia. I wasn't going to get that. Well, that's because you just don't know enough about Chuck Rock. No, I don't. Your mission is to go out and play more of this game. No, it's not. I'm never going to play. I'm going to throw that game out. <laughs> I'm going to throw that game in the garbage. As <laughs> soon as this quiz is finished. I'll so just it... scoop it right out of there because that's that's gold right You there. don't even have a Master that's System. That's a gold nugget of gaming history it's right It's a there. nugget, that's for sure. <laughs> nugget of what, though? <laughs> All right. Question number nine. All right. In 1993. Yes. Core Design released a sequel. To the classic 90s platformer Chuck Rock. Yeah. Entitled Chuck Rock 2, Son of Chuck. Yes. What is the name of Chuck Rock's son? Um, Chuck Jr. Correct. <laughs> Correct. They were that imaginative. The geniuses at, at Core Design came up with a brilliant idea. That just is his it... mother Ophelia, though? Yeah, he is. His mother's mm-hmm. Ophelia, which right. is a weird ref- Shakespearean reference. Yeah, it is, is, isn't it? From uh, Hamlet. So this weird thing about the UK is that they can be like really cultured on the one hand, but then really, really, really uncultured on the other hand. This is Chuck. This is Ophelia. They had a son called Ham Chuck Jr. This guy like hits you with his beer belly. (laughs) He hits dinosaurs with his beer belly, but also has a wife called Ophelia because that's weird. It's just... Okay. All right. All right. Question number 10. Last question. Thank God. What is the catchphrase of classic 90s platformer hero Chuck Rock? So originally when you said... Uh, how if I said if this entire quiz was about Chuck Rock and you went, oh yeah, not every most of them. I said you almost meant all of them. Almost, I said almost entirely. They, they, it's not almost entirely. Entirely yeah. about Chuck Rock. Yes, I will say. I will say. There wasn't even a curveball in there. I will say that. Yes. you know, to be fair, no. I did lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not sorry at all. You bearded bastard. Although you could, you could argue 
you know, that, that the question about Ophelia and Chuck Jr. weren't really about Chuck Rock as such. I'm going to stab you again. <laughs> so, I am going to stab you. What? What's his catchphrase, AC? Um, For sweet, sweet points on this fun quiz. Chuck smash. <laughs> I'm afraid what you were, the answer you were looking for was Unga Bunga. See, <laughs> he's a caveman, you see. I'm less so the, thing, the thing about Chuck Rock is, he's a caveman. And he has uh, a I've wife. Had it. <laughs> I've had it. No, I'm leaving. He's leaving the podcast. I've had enough. He's actually Bye. leaving. He actually left. Right, well, um, I hope you've enjoyed listening to what seems like it's going to be the last episode of Game Life Balance Australia. I'll kill you! Ah, I'll kill you! Ah, God! Ah, ah, ah. Oh, God. I uh, was actually strangling him yes, there. Yes, he was. I used my sneaky stealth techniques to sneak up behind That's him. right. Yeah, he learned too much from my... my, my tips, and I also my made some Pop-Tarts. Stuff. This is the danger of teaching people the, the, the art of... of uh, what do I even call it? Ninja stealth? <laughs> I was gonna say, Baby stealth? Pop-Tart foo or something. Pop-Tart uh, foo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so if you haven't been listening to this, this utter garbage... Um, then you need to have your head checked. Um, but after you've done that, why don't you go on iTunes and give us a five-star review, goddammit. <laughs> does this deserve a five-star review? Yes. After Chuck Rock, yes. the quiz. It does. It bloody does. Because you've learned... If you've learned nothing on this show... Wait, let me rephrase that. <laughs> if you've learned anything from this show... Yes, I haven't. Then you deserve to give... Wait, we deserve... To be given a five star review. Yeah, give us five stars, goddammit, or come to your house and punch you in the face. Yeah, we're Australian. We can do that. That's right. That's legal. It's actually part of. It's actually part of our. Uh, it's in our national anthem. That's right. <laughs> Australians, all let us rejoice because like we punch somewhere. people in the face. <laughs> yeah, forgiving is not good. Re- I don't know. <laughs> Chuck Rock is real good. Oh, the Chuck Rock. <laughs> or Chuck Rock, you. <laughs> I don't know, I kind of like rock chucky. <laughs> oh, I love that I finally, I finally really upset you. <laughs> God damn it, I hate you The Ports so much. quiz, the Ports quiz was a misfire. That, 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 didn't, that didn't go as well as there, I thought. Is every, I am going to <laughs> stop the quiz. If you keep, if you keep doing stuff like this. Is this, maybe that's my end goal, is to make quizzes that are so annoying that you eventually say, let's not do quizzes anymore. Is that it? And is then that- I'm free, free to never do a quiz again. I can dance in the fields free, naked, at, as, a, as a baby, perhaps a, a caveman baby, by the name of Chuck Jr. <laughs> oh, goddammit. Free to eat the dinosaur We eggs. hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. You can visit us on the web at uh, gamelifebalanceaustralia.com. Is that a website? It is. It is our website. I am stunned. You'll find links to our podcast feeds and video content. Uh, and, you know, visit our old stuff, the Bit Seizure stuff. It's good. Yeah, we have a channel as well called and, uh, Bit Seizure that was kind of hilariously bad or yeah. b- badly hilarious. Uh, there's links to our sister show there, uh, Game Life Balance US, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sister show in the US. Those guys are much, much better than us. So um, don't judge them by us. Um, yeah, but, no, totally. But definitely actually. judge no, us. No, we're in this together. But definitely judge us, us we are in by this them. together. Um, if you like them, then you'll definitely like us. <laughs> Stop talking. Chuck Rock. You're ruining everything. <laughs> okay, so... Ophelia <laughs> was his, his wife's name. They ate dinosaurs. They ate them. I will... I'll strangle you again. If you want me to crack, Rob, you know which one of us is going to win. Do you know what's really great about that game, though? Is it Because get this. It's called Chuck Rock. And... 
and he chucks rocks in the game. Right, just for that, I am taking <laughs> one of the points off and giving it to me. So now it's four to six to, rather than... To be six. a fly on the wall when they came up with that would have been great for that fly. All right. Uh, if you enjoyed the show... <laughs> Give us a positive ratings on iTunes. I can't even say it, Rob. <laughs> can't even say it after this mess. You can follow me on Twitter, uh, at ProdTally. Um, Don't do that, though. It's no, it's no good. <laughs> it's now. You actually really hit me there. I slapped you. There's a difference. Uh, I'm being abused. You're going to get the full hand in a minute, not just an open hand. <laughs> you know who else can I'll hit you with a sack of, of melons. No, oranges. Which is the one that doesn't leave a bruise? I don't want to send you all, like, bruised home to your wife. <laughs> Are you in an abusive relationship with your podcast partner? I think it's, like, phone books or something like that. Okay, fine. I'll hit you with a phone. Phone books don't even exist anymore. I'll hit you with my phone. Brilliant. You know what else that doesn't exist now? Yep. Dinosaurs and cavemen. <laughs> Chuck Rock. Right, that's <laughs> it. You're getting the full thing. Go on. Do yourself a favour, everyone, and check this game out. How? <laughs> Man, that actually hurt my fist a bit. Oh, God damn it. Oh. 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 You got a bit of a bruise there, Robbie. You might. Uh... Oh, I feel that's that's actually that's, that's that I feel much better after that. I could chuck a rock or two myself, eh? Oh. Eh? No, it's not funny anymore no, now. It's not funny, is it? No. All right, yeah, uh, yeah. If you want, if you want me to beat up Rob more, give us a positive review on iTunes. <laughs> and with that. Uh, thank you for listening. Goodbye.